Hello there and welcome to this week's episode of Sunday to Sunday. Good morning and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Delancey, and we have some amazing people with us today. Rebecca Sargent. Yay! What up, friends? Stephanie Nobles. Hey! hey. <laughs> and Pastor Anthony Braswell. Yay. Hello, my good friends. Yay. How are you doing today? Doing well. We are going to open up with something that might end up being controversial because I don't know what y'all's answers are going to be, but it's okay. There's no wrong answer. If you could live without one genre of movies, which one would you choose? Um, I would go horror. I was going to say that. Oh. Oh. I was like, I can't do scary movies. I'll have bad dreams. I'm kind of a wimp. But also, like, I'm not inviting that bad juju into my yes, house and my heart. That's what I'm saying. Man. Yeah. I don't want to give the people, devil a foothold. I know. I know some people <laughs> love the thrill of it, but I'm just like, Mm-mm, no, thank you. Here's where I draw the line on movies, okay? I don't mind thriller, suspense, you know what I mean? I can even go dark a little bit, but if I have to get up at 2 o'clock in the morning and open my back door to let Maverick out, I do not want to have to be, like, looking around the corner and worried <laughs> that somebody's going to jump out at me. Um, so, yeah, that. All right, great <laughs> Um, I, do you know the worst kind of horror films when it has something to do with a little kid? Why is that so much scarier? (laughs) Because they're inherently innocent. They're like, if I can twist this and make it scary, it's going to be even more traumatic. What about, what's the worst movie that ever scared you? I haven't watched a lot, but when I was in middle school, I watched the movie Urban Legends. I don't know if y'all have heard of it or seen it, but um, spoiler alert, they put a dog in a microwave and I was like, nope, I'm out. (gasps) It was, that wasn't even the worst of it. Y'all know I have my heel thing that I can't talk about. I can't even say the word. Steph, you know what I'm talking about? You can tell later when I'm not on the podcast. What are you talking about? No, we can't. You can't say the word because she'll pass (laughs) out. (laughs) Look, I have to, look, I'm sitting with my legs crossed up, not hanging under my couch in case somebody's under my couch. I cannot. I'll have to. So I'll have to tell you about it later. Yeah. But that movie like has given me a permanent scar because still I have to check like under my car at night because I'm paranoid somebody's hiding underneath there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> people can't see my screen, but I just shared my screen with y'all. Scariest movie ever. Children of the Corn. Um, I have a I have a tangent side note I would like to share. So Rebecca and I several years ago went to a concert that Outcast was at, and Andre 3000 was wearing a leather jacket that said "Children of the Cornbread," and I have never wanted anything more in my whole life. That's <laughs> funny. Who is Outcast, and who is the person you just described? Oh, okay. Wow. I am so sad. Outcast. I mean, Andre 3000 is one of the members of Outcast. It's Andre 3000 and Big Boy. And Outcast, they sang songs like, hey, y'all, like, shake it like a Polaroid picture. Do you remember that from back in the day? I don't. Andre, Andre don't 3000 so seems like a, Andre 3000 seems like a robot. And Big Boy seems like a, um, a hamburger that I would get at a drive-in. Oh little, uh, I'm going to call them and tell them that. But I also will tell them that I want that jacket that says Children of the Cornbread. 
anyways, back to back to scary movies. Um, wow. I, when I was in high school, I went with a couple of friends on Halloween to watch The Ring. Biggest mistake uh. of my life. Like, just to this day, kids with long hair freak me out. <laughs> I think that might be the movie. One day, Marianne was having a really rough day when the kids were small. And I was like, look, honey, just go to a movie by yourself. Just get away. Go do your thing. Oh, she chooses that movie, I think. And she was scared to walk to a car. <laughs> yes. And then anytime that there's static on the TV, like if mm -hmm. uh, I'm like, shut it down. <laughs> I can't. She like comes through the screen and she's like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And see, I can handle like slasher stuff, like J Jason and all that stuff. But when it comes to demon, and, no, mm -mm, we ain't doing that mess. Yeah. No, thank you. Not no. today, Satan. For <laughs> Not me, I think it was <laughs> Final Destination. It was that. Yeah, that mm. was. Yeah, there was one girl who didn't end up in a good situation. That was, I think, Just one. Yeah. Well, there was a lot, but she got locked in the tanning bed and like burned up. And I was like, oh, my Ooh, God. God. like psychologically, it was just like, no, no. And I watched what? that when I was younger and it was not good. Uh, no. The drive through scene of Final Destination is the worst to me. Oh. Did you see that one? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> and to this day, I like refuse to drive behind a log truck. I can't do it. <laughs> 100. <laughs> Yeah. I was watching some movie trailer one time and these people like, I think it was the thing like the house at the end of the street or something like mm. that. And they're like, so why did you choose to do this to us? And the guy says, because you were home. That oh, phrase always no. gets me. Oh, God. You were home. Wow. Gosh. Rebecca, is that, is that your consensus on, on which category you drop? Well, it's funny, I didn't even consider that a category because I just don't watch them. Do you know yes. what I mean? Like, in my mind, I guess they didn't exist because I was going to throw out rom-com, but I'd certainly rather watch a rom-com than watch a horror movie. So, hmm. yes, horror is... What do you got about rom-com? What do you got against rom-com? Nothing, nothing, but if I had to get rid of one, like, I'd rather watch action movies and stuff. Right. Are you heartless? So. No. Wow. Well, if, if you throw out rom-coms, wow. there, there's a good amount of action movies that have like a love story in it. So it's yeah. like you get a love story yeah. and some action. I like exactly. a good romantic comedy. I'm not going to lie. I'm a super sensitive guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do too, but if you had to put them in order or choose or knock one off, you know. Sweet Home Alabama. How to Lose <laughs> a Guy in 10 Days. Yeah. 50 I'm First not, Dates. Oh my gosh. I've not seen either of those. What? Well, you got you have plans this weekend, sir. <laughs> what? Jonathan, no, wait. You've seen she's all that. Just, just say yes. Just lie to me, Jonathan. Yeah. Yes. I'm about to cancel both of you. <laughs> I don't think I've seen she's all that. What? That was like yeah. One some of the original like, but they got to watch the TBS version because you know the original version has that one. Bad, oh bad yeah, the part. scene. Ooh, yeah. okay. Don't Google so, it, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I already have. I don't recognize <laughs> any of it. Oh man, that's like the ones that I love. It's like she's all that, and like never been kissed, and ten things I hate about you, and like oh, that's a good like one. Yeah, the older yeah. ones, yeah. like the early two. Sweet Home Alabama is my favorite. That's a good one too. Um, Jonathan, what would you get rid of? 
rom-com for me it'd be rom-com because i feel like there's an adequate amount of love story in some some action movies and i think yeah but we've just proved that you really haven't seen a lot of the best rom-com so i don't feel like you can make an informed decision on this (laughs) <laughs> but would I really choose them over Marvel movies? Do you think? You, you, you okay, no, because we also said that we would not. But <laughs> do you like them better than scary movies, though? No, I love horror movies. Really? I, I really like horror movies. Look, yeah. Man, we're about to put you on the prayer list. I'm scared for you. <laughs> I, <laughs> Pastor Jonathan, we do have to go see um, a Quiet Place because Grayson won't go with me, and I do like those. Like I can do that yeah. kind of scary. I do like anything that's not like well, and it's hard because there's a good part of them that you know they do have some kind of demonic, satanic, whatever. Like even a hint of it, but most of them, that, like he said, hack and slash thriller type stuff. Like I know a big giant clown's like, "Oh, come and get me," you know. Uh, a lot of those things I'm all right with, but when there's one called Ouija, I'm like, no, I'm good. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Remember a few years ago when there was clowns hiding in the woods? I'm not really about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with those clowns. So um, we're going to transition right into uh, this past week's message. We just started a new sermon series called Be the Bridge, and it was some, some good dialogue and conversation that started. And it's going to continue to, to happen. And I just want to discuss, um, Pastor, you had said that uh, the solution, it may not be uh, easy, but it's also not that complicated. You said that the gospel is the answer. Uh, Jesus is the example, and the Holy Spirit gives us power to accomplish it. And, uh, and so I just want us to kind of speak into that truth, um, not only like how you're able to live that out, but what are some practical ways that people can adhere to that truth and, and live it out? Yeah, and this message series certainly is, you know, in response to um, just a challenging couple of weeks that we've had as as a city, state, and, and country. And as, as we even said, this challenging couple of weeks has really just been a glimpse into the years and years of hardship and injustice that people have had to, to really endure. And so we're just talking about um, what our response as a church should be. Um, to the division that we see in our nation as it relates to, to racial unity and, and how we can just really live that out. And again, believe the gospel is the answer, that Jesus is our example, and the Holy Spirit gives us um, the power to live out the example of Jesus. Um, and so it was a, I think it was a very timely message for what we're facing as a nation right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think so too, for sure. It's been... Um... A wild 2020, hasn't it? <laughs> it has. Yeah, but we've had the conversation, and I've had this conversation with multiple people, but, you know, we always talk about how life and perspective and attitude and all that stuff is a choice, and um, in the midst of some really tough and difficult things that have been going on this year, I've had many conversations like, okay, what is the good that we can see in all of this, and, um, you know, with the pandemic, some of the things we've been saying is like people are spending time at home and with their families that they maybe have never or haven't spent that much time before, maybe rekindling um, your actual relationship and friendship with a spouse, like getting to know your kids more than ever before, um, connecting with friends more than ever before because of Zoom and FaceTime and all these things that we're kind of going to because, you know, for that connection, since we can't see each other all the time like we could and you know one of the things I've said is like and like Pastor Anthony said 
a lot of this stuff has been happening for a a long time and um why now like why is this conversation about race so prevalent now like why are people rising up now and and I kept asking myself that question like obviously several events happened to spur that but like these things have happened before and the country hasn't come together like they have right now and then my my conclusion to that question is okay I'm not really sure why but I'm glad that it has happened and it's kind of when we think about it a little bit serendipitous that it happened while we're in the middle of a pandemic because people are at home so they're having to have these conversations in their homes with their families with their the people that they spend their most time with like to have these important conversations about race and equality and not just equality but like equity and and reconciliation and um I think that's really really important and I I will be grateful for that and I'm grateful that all the things that are happening right now are leading to change and I was reading a list of stuff that just in the last eight days have already come to pass so um I'm thankful for that and I'm trying to think about the things that we can be thankful for and the things we can continue to do to be thankful for in the future. Yeah, I think um, one of the biggest things um, that we can do to live this stuff out, and, and, and as soon as the service was over on Sunday, we had a, an online virtual prayer experience where people jumped in, and, and, and so I was able to get some immediate feedback from them, and that's what I kept hearing is, what do we do, what do we do, what do we do, and, and I think Stephanie hit the nail on the head. It's conversations. It's talking about this stuff. Um, long after the sermon series is over, long after the protests are over, because let's be honest, at some point these protests are going to taper off, and 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 what's going to keep things from just kind of going back to the way they were? I think it's the ongoing conversations that we have to have. Radio this past week, and it was such a powerful statement. And you can't hate me up close; you can only hate me from a distance. But if you get close enough to know me and learn who I am and learn about me, um, you, you're only going to love me. And so I think the more that we can spend time with people talking about some of these difficult things, I think that's how we live it out. I mean, that's what Jesus did. I mean, he spent time with people. I mean, they even said, religious people said, why does he spend time with all of these people, these tax collectors and these prostitutes and all of these people that nobody else wanted to spend time with? It was because they hated them from a distance, right? Jesus said, I'm going to get close enough to love them. And, and so he waded into their situation and, and helped them out. And so I, I just think we have to spend time together. One of the things that I've learned from this experience as I've asked a lot of questions and shut up long enough to listen is that it's so much more prevalent uh, inequality and racism than I ever dreamed that it was. I think for me, and I was being very naive about it, but I felt as if those things we heard about were almost the rare cases and that surely the people that I love and walk the journey with in my city don't face that kind of stuff. But almost every person that I talked to had a very recent experience to share with me about. And, and that was really tough. Uh, Ron Berenger, um, after service was over, um, told, told our group a story that happened Saturday. He was in a thrift store in Wake Forest. And, and an African-American man walked in and, and there was a, a white man and woman kind of blocking an aisle. And I mean, this was just Saturday in the middle of all of this stuff that's happening. 
And this and this and this black man walks by and says, "Excuse me," because he's trying to walk down the aisle. And the man's response to him, loud enough for everybody to hear, Ron heard it, was, "There's no excuse for you." And the woman who was with him said, "You can't say things like that, honey. This was his wife. You can't say things like that nowadays, honey." And the man said, "I can say whatever I want. I got a pistol on my hip." That happened Saturday at a thrift store in Wake Forest. And so I'm just like, man, my head has been in the sand on this topic. I'm just going to be honest. And again, I just thought those run-ins with these people and those things that happened for them, that was just them. It's not happened in my community. I really think I believed that. And, and that's not true. I'm, the reality is, unfortunately, not all lives are valued the same way in our nation and in our community. And, and, and so, you know, we as the church, we have to start this conversation, keep this conversation going. Um, and, I, and I know um, I've, I've read so much over the last few days, and, and there are even people who have pushed back. At when 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 people have made the statement that I'm about to make, th- this is a sin issue. This is a heart issue, and and I've had a lot of people kind of push back on that statement. Not really for me personally, but I've seen them push back on that statement to say, "Stop saying it's a sin issue. We know it's a sin issue, but every sin has a name. Let's call it by its name. It's racism. It is racism. Um, it, it is prejudice. Um, but the root of it is sin. It's a heart issue." And, and we have to have those conversations in the church because only the Holy Spirit can change the heart. Only the Holy Spirit can change perspective. And, and, and so I just think we have to do a better job um, having those conversations and leading those conversations, modeling those conversations. I think it's interesting because, you know, everyone has a different perspective and story and experience, like everyone. And, and you said your experience was you just didn't didn't realize that a lot of this stuff was still happening even today like it is and um so blatantly and I think for me my experiences I did know um or had some some realization obviously not to the full extent but just like growing up I had family members that were of mixed race so I saw it then I heard their stories I have friends that are of you know all racial backgrounds so I saw it and heard their stories. And to this day, you know, I spend time with people from all different backgrounds and like, you know, go out to eat with a a friend who's black and you see the stairs, like, why are these two people together? I don't know. So I've seen it and I knew it was there, but I didn't really know what I could do about it. Obviously, if someone was blatantly rude or or racist, I, I would speak up in the most respectful, but clear way but I've never had to do that um you know straight out um but all I can all I basically I'm saying is like all I came to know is okay well there's not much I can do except for to live my life in a way that treats everyone with respect and love and and continues to love people regardless I just didn't think there was much I could do beyond that and what I think the last couple weeks have taught me and is that I can do a little bit more than just live my life that way. I can step out a little bit more and speak up for people who have been oppressed and unheard and treat, mistreated. I can 
um, speak out, you know, for my friends and family who are black or, or people of color, when there's misjudgment, I can sign a petition, I can donate to causes that are working to change legislation and things in our country. And so there was always more I could do. I just didn't know it. And I didn't take the time to educate myself. And so for me, like I knew it was happening. I resolved to live my life in a certain way. And I keep trying to do that every day. But I've learned that there was more I could do. And that's been really important to me. And I hope I continue to keep learning those things and seek after it and not just wait for it to come across my screen. Steph, I couldn't agree more with everything you just said. I think, you know, I was raised in a non-racist home. I have worked hard all of my life to not be racist, but now I realize that that's not enough. You know, we have to work to be anti-racist, and there really is so much more that we can do. Um, you know, we we want to be a reflection of, of God and, and love everyone, um, and so you hope when people see that in you, you know, um, that it will inspire them to be the same. But um, there's other things we can do to take action and to help. And I love the image you sent us earlier that shared, um, you know, the difference between equality and equity. And so just um, I'm sad that it's taken this for me to dig deeper and to learn more. Uh, but I am and I'm realizing that, you know, just I am one person, but um, I can make a difference. And, you know, it's inspired me to have conversations. And so uh, I want to encourage others to dig deeper and to educate themselves and to have conversations and to continue this conversation because it's important. And we want our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ to know that they matter to God and they matter to us. That's so true, Becca. Yeah, so good. Thanks so much for sharing, guys. Um, you know, we're going to continue these conversations this Sunday, and, and we're going to get super practical in, in taking some next steps. Um, I, I think one thought process for me is that a lot of what we've seen has been very blatant, and it's been very in your face. Obviously, we know that's wrong, but to 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 take it a step further, we're going to talk about those things this week that are a little more under the radar, um, things that we do unconsciously and might not even realize it, uh, but that we have to pay attention to. And so we're going to talk about the more subtle ways uh, that we don't treat people the way that God yeah. intended us to treat them. Like the so overt that, versus the covert. Phrasing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. Uh, so that's exactly where we're going. And here's what I would just say. If you call North Park home, I'm strongly encouraging you to go back and watch this past week's message if you haven't yet. I want to make sure that everyone that calls North Park home is on the same page, that we understand uh, what we feel God is leading us to do as a church in our community. I hope everybody will listen to it. I hope everybody will watch it. But if you call North Park home, please don't let that one go by without paying attention to it. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Just a reminder for our listeners, we release these episodes every Wednesday, and we want to thank you for tuning into today's podcast. So we'll yeah. just say, man, that's so good. And then yeah. you can start talking. <laughs> all right. Everybody say that. Yeah. That's so true, Becca. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> 
what if she says something at the end that we're all like, oh crap, that wasn't. <laughs> I think we trust her enough to know that she's going to be like, and I love cats. And we're like, yeah, that's so true. For more information and links to resources mentioned in today's episode, visit northparkrdu.com and click on the podcast page. You can also connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Join us every Wednesday for new episodes of Sunday to Sunday.